Another digital, another digital, another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you are high. It's 420. 420, Luke. April 20th, yeah. Uh, 420. Mm -hmm. We. This is like the second only time that we've done a show on 420, but... And the last time we were doing the main topic, and we did like okay. covered. Do you remember us covering the origins of the myth of four twenty? Uh, is it many years ago? I probably yes. in the first. It was we did it with Tilly, <laughs> so it was probably in the first year we did the podcast. Uh, that was the last yes time no. of four twenties landed on a Wednesday, which is you know interesting, I guess, to a degree. Maybe that's maybe is that why Alex Jones is having a sale on his Infowars products is because <laughs> because he's celebrating 420. 4, 420. Uh, I doubt that. I think it might have something uh, to do with something else we're going to talk about later in the news. No, whatever do you mean? I mean, you can get the Infowar Mullen Lab Cozy for. Uh, Three dollars and ninety-five cents. How much Order. is it to ship to Norway, though? <laughs> like forty bucks. <laughs> well, I checked out. The, I, I I was like, I I I was like, yeah, maybe I should buy buy something just to say that I have something from this uh, collector's item, place. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fifty dollars for express shipping, please. Right, like when a baseball player retires people start buying up the the rookie cards right <laughs> yeah. that's kind of the same kind of thing exactly like that <laughs> but yeah now i was looking at the infowars rattlestack give a, a flag hat and i was oh, maybe i will get it it's not that expensive if i buy it with normal shipping and then it was like 17 dollars but i uh, also, Luke reminded me uh, that I will probably come up on some list. On <laughs> some kind of list from either the U.S. or Norwegian <laughs> government or both, probably, if you order something from them. I guess we should go into the story now, uh, since we're talking yeah, about it. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, sure. Uh, Alex Jones' company, InfoWars, has filed for bankruptcy uh, protection after they lost defamation lawsuits over his comments about Sandy Hook Elementary School massacre, which took place in 2012. Jones has filed for Chapter 11 protection in Texas and told his listeners he was totally maxed out financially. He urged mm. his audience to contribute money and to buy products off of his website, hence the sale. <laughs> uh, attorneys for the Sandy Hook families have accused Jones of hiding millions of dollars in assets. Um, uh, the Infowars told Bankruptcy Court that they had estimated assets of $50,000 or less uh, and the liability of a million dollars to $10 million. Uh, creditors listed in the filings include relatives and some of the educators killed in the 2012 massacre. So, uh, it says companies with ties to Jones, including Prison Planet TV and IW Health, also filed bankruptcy besides Infowars, so... Um, not just his one company, but multiple of his companies filing bankruptcy. I'm seeing another thing from Insider here. Alex Jones will likely still have to pay families of 
uh, the victims in the defamation case despite filing for bankruptcy. Uh, so even though he did file for bankruptcy, he's more than likely still going to have to pay like somewhere around a million dollars to these people. Uh, I think a lot of people were in the camp of thinking that the reason he filed bankruptcy was to avoid paying that, but I don't know. What do you think? Probably. Uh, I, I, I think, I think Alex Jones is, is crazy enough to file for bankruptcy to get out of paying things, but, uh, I'm get, I'm very glad that uh, he can't. Uh, do you think this is, is real? Do you think he's this poor? Oh, you said is Israel, I and mean, it sounded like you said Israel, and I was like, "What? What oh, are we talking about?" No, no is it no. real? Um, yes. Well, like I said, he is high. It's uh, a lot of people are saying uh, or have found out that he's hidden a lot of money away to try mm -hmm. to avoid uh, it getting taken by these lawsuits. Um, uh, and so, my guess is these bankruptcies number one are for his companies and he's as a person i think is being sued for the defama defamation so he would have to himself file for bankruptcy not the company for it to affect the mm. lawsuit that's my mm. guess does that make sense yeah yeah i'm going to guess that he's not as willing to do that uh, well, I guess we'll see, right? I think he'd do anything to avoid these loss, the uh, the losses. Uh, I don't know. Do you think this is going to destroy his all his companies? Is this going to put put him out of business? That's the big right. thing here. I think personally, it's like, is this going to be the one thing that finally destroys the, the Infowars, the Alex Jones thing, like Mystique? Which, if anything, getting kicked off of all social media only in proved that mystique of like being the bad boy kind of right-wing mm. bad boy guy right so definitely uh i don't know this might even just bolster that mm. image even more though so i don't know mm. yeah who knows i mean i i i think i think uh it's strange that uh it's very like uh it's very blatant on their shop but uh, it says nothing about it on their website, so it's only on their shop. I I, I thought maybe that. Uh, what the website or the sale? Is that what you're talking about? Mm, oh yeah. Oh, it okay. talks nothing nothing about like they being in trouble or anything on their website. Oh well, I'm not surprised, so, but I'm sure like if no. you watch the broadcast, which I haven't seen an Alex Jones show in years. Uh, since he was on YouTube, I guess I used to watch like the clips because right. he had like a clip channel, just like every other show had. Uh, mm. I bet if you watch like the actual show on wherever it's available, um, he would be talking about it there. I don't think they. I I, I think they'd leave it off the website though, probably. <laughs> I bet if you really looked hard, there's probably some statement in like the info about section or something like that yeah but uh you look you can uh, buy a very cheap t-shirt that says biting for nursing home 2020 <laughs> well that's actually kind of funny to be honest <laughs> i mean i don't like alex jones but that's kind of a funny i would wear that shirt just because it's funny uh, and not that i even don't like biden 
it's just that's a funny that's funny i mean yeah. i'd wear the same thing trump for nursing home or pelosi for yes. nursing home i'd wear all those yeah. things because our politicians are old but yeah no i'm i'm really really thinking about buying an infowar flag and an infowar hat Maybe maybe I will do it. Maybe Mitch, not. Mitch McConnell for nursing home to nursing home. That's a good one. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean the nursing home. To be fair, if it does go out of business, and you if you mm. are going to buy up stuff from there because it's cheap, and if they do go out of business, will the merchandise gain in value? Probably a little bit for a little while, at least. Oh. Um, but I would I would say you'd want the stuff that actually says like Infowars on it, not. Yeah. Not the other just random like Biden yeah. for nursing home or whatever. You would want like the InfoWars hat or the InfoWars shirt, which people yeah. would be like if you wait for the whole business to go completely under and then you put it on eBay a couple weeks later, mm-hmm. you probably triple <laughs> triple what you paid for it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, uh I mean I'm happy if if this means that uh, they are gunsky for good. I, mean, I don't. I don't think I that's going to happen, but we'll see. I suppose. Me neither. But uh, we will see. Whoa. Uh, sorry. What? It's a loud noise. Oh, was me moving a cushion behind my head? A very loud noise. I guess so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, Russia. I don't know if you heard about that place. Uh, they say that another phase of its Ukraine invasion has begun. Whatever that means. Another phase of Russian U- invasion in Ukraine is starting now. The foreign minister, Sergei Lavrov, said on a television interview seen in India on Tuesday, searching that Russia's goal is full liberation of Donetsk and Lu- Luhansk republics. His comments came hours after uh, Vladimir Zelensky said Russia offensive in the east I- of the country had already started. Um, the eastern Donbass region of Ukraine is mostly Russian-speaking. Moscow-backed separatists have been fighting Ukrainian forces uh, for the past eight years there. Um, these are the regions that they declared, Russia declared independent right at the beginning of this whole invasion, if you remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, in recent weeks, after an attempt to storm Kiev failed. The Kremlin declared that its main goal of the wars was to capture these regions. So, so they, you know, we covered. I think even just last week that they'd pulled out of Kiev, and we were kind of like, this looks like they've failed. But now they're they're just kind of re-establishing uh, a different uh, goal, is what it's looking like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, I have to say that I'm I'm a little surprised by this. I, I guess I I I, I uh, thought maybe they were be being a little more aggressive than this. So I mean, could this mean that uh, the war will soon be over? Um, I don't. I'm not sure. I mean, uh, it seems like. Russia, these two regions, Russia is very dedicated on uh, taking. Um, mm. So I guess it just depends on how uh, how much the Ukrainians are willing to fight to keep those regions, and, and obviously how much other 
like the U.S. and NATO are willing to back them in that um, goal to keep those regions. I think the only I even I listened to an interview with Noam Chomsky yesterday, and he even said the only way out of this conflict is there's two ways out of this conflict. One, Ukraine is completely destroyed, like just 100 percent destruction, or two, okay. some kind of diplomatic solution between the two countries, between Ukraine and, and Russia. Um, okay. And there's really no third option, right? Because <laughs> the other option that when you're in a war is that Russia gets destroyed completely, which isn't going to happen, right? So mm. those are your only two options. So uh, there has to inevitably become some diplomatic solution over these two regions to end this war. And that doesn't, I don't see that happening soon. I don't know. What do you think? <sighs> no, I don't. I, I think I agree with you there. I don't really see a solution that that uh, everybody would be happy with. It's a little like Israel. Well, that's just it. There's no solution. And this was even in the interview with Chomsky. He even said, which if people don't know, Noam Chomsky is probably one of the greatest uh, political thinkers of our time probably uh he said uh basically that any diplomatic solution is going to keep that actually will work would keep both sides are not going to be necessarily 100 percent happy with it but that's what a, a uh, that's what a compromise has to be right so yeah the other thing uh, he said is that uh as far as Crimea goes in this whole situation, that it's off the table as far as trying to get that back from Russia. Like, that's not even a, yeah. a thing to be put out there. Um, so, yeah, I think that's at least... I think I think that's uh, true, that some kind of diplomatic solution has to be reached. And I think instead of, you know, arming Ukraine, which we should be doing to a degree, but... We should be focusing a lot on trying to come to some kind of diplomatic uh, talks, getting some kind of talks mm. going. Otherwise, this is just going to dr drag on, just like Afghanistan, just like many other wars in the past. So, but uh, I, I think, I think my my, I, I what I am mostly afraid of is is uh, Russia getting stronger because of this. And kind of like uh, uh, continuing their kind of going into different places, I guess. Like where? Uh, uh, like Macedonia. Like there's a lot of just moving uh, west is what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. Well, they're not getting stronger from this. I can tell you that because they're no. They've been uh, as far as like tanks and ground troops. They've been decimated. I read an article this week about Russian troops killing their own, like murdering their own people because they thought mm. uh, the troops were, uh, what do you call it, when you switch sides, whatever. They they thought, th some of the Russian troops were paranoid that other Russian troops were uh, going to switch sides and uh, go against them, so they murdered their mm -hmm. own people, which is like Right there, it shows you that they're not all on the same page in this whole thing. Um, a lot of their tanks and things are being destroyed. So I don't think 
Russia's getting stronger from this, so I wouldn't worry about it too much. Maybe morally. Stronger? Yeah. I don't think stronger is the right word you're looking for, maybe. What's the word I'm looking for, then? Uh, more... Uh, willing to do... Uh, more willing stupid to... Stupid stuff? Do <laughs> stupid things, or more willing to, yeah. to go out there because they feel like uh, they don't have any other choice? Put boxed into I mean, a corner, well, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, they push uh, Finland and Sweden into NATO's arm. That is, uh, uh, at least, uh, what they say. Right, if Russia's whole thing here with Ukraine was to try to keep them from joining NATO, put mm-hmm. they've and, and they didn't want an expansion of NATO, this seems to have backfired completely if now Finland and Sweden are like, we're going to possibly join NATO uh, yeah. because of this. So... Uh, their whole, if Russians, the Russia's plan was to stop NATO expansion, this war actually just increased NATO expansion. So mm. uh, that didn't really work for them, right? Uh, I didn't think it. Uh, no, and uh, I, 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 I guess they uh, were a little stupid thinking that uh, it would work. Well, maybe in Ukraine it would work, but uh, they I guess didn't think about all the other places, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I guess like where even before this, like I like you said, uh, Sweden and Finland. If you go back and listen when to this podcast, like before this invasion, this war actually started, um, there was that Rand document about uh, NATO and trying to get these countries to join uh, because of the aggression of Russia in Crimea. And now that, I mean, yeah, it's work. Now it's working. Uh, Sweden and Finland, countries where neutrality and non-military alliances are deeply woven into the culture. Uh, the world was shocked by an issued joint statement that thank that thanks to the Russian invasion of Ukraine, they were considering now applying for membership in NATO. The Swedish mm. Prime Minister Magdalena Andersson told reporters in reference to Russia's latest military incursions in Ukraine, the security landscape has completely changed. That's a quote. And while both countries have already closed off their skies to Russian air traffic, the announcement about NATO membership further risks the wrath of the Kremlin, which has repeatedly threatened both against joining uh, the military alliance. Mm. Uh, yeah, so Moscow ha- has said that they're uh, they have a significant naval force in the Gulf of Finland, according to Dmitry Medyov, which is obviously a threat uh, to Finland. Mm. Yeah, this yeah, is just scary. Mm-hmm. If you're in it Norway, I imagine. Yeah, a, l- a tiny, tiny bit scary. Yes, literally right next door <laughs> to you. Yes, more literally next door to me. It doesn't really get. Right, and Finland yeah, has yeah. a massive... Like, you have a very small border with Russia. Finland has yeah. a massive border with Russia. Um, yeah. Which could be... I mean, it could become... I don't know what the next border of Ukraine could be the border of Finland also. Um, mm. Which would be the worst-case scenario in this situation? Right. There was this topic in Norwegian media of, like, how long would Norwegian forces uh, hold back from a Russian invasion and, and people were saying yeah some hours 
What on your on the uh, Russian Norwegian border? Yeah, I don't know. We got a lo- we got a lot of American troops right up there right now. So, oh, that's true. Yeah, but uh, you you didn't get slippery when it's uh, when it's uh, wet, uh, and it's wet up there now because holy shit! All of a sudden, the last two days, like they decided, oh, do you know what we're going to do? Uh, we're going to turn on. Uh, uh the temperature it's been 20 degrees celsius for the two last days in april like, well yeah it, it snowed here last week in april in in oregon which is also weird and I, right now in the east of the the uh east side of um, america so of, of the us i mean it's it's yeah. like a massive blizzard in the middle of spring and then it's Super hot in Norway, which is very backwards. Very backwards, yep. Yeah, yep. Global warming. Absolutely nothing to fear. Uh, but yes, yeah, Sweden and Finland joining NATO. I mean, I guess we're just going to have to see if it actually goes through. If it does, mm. uh, will Russia uh, respond to that? I guess we, this time will tell. And Sweden having their own problems right now doesn't really help either. Right. Uh, because, holy moly, the riots in Sweden. Uh, uh, don't burn the Quran. <laughs> that is that is my 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 little like niftig. Uh, there was going to be a burning of the Quran in in Oslo today. Right. And. Then they just said no, 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 you're not allowed to do that anymore. I wonder why. We just burn Harry Potter books over here. People still get mad about that, but burning the Quran is like a whole other level, I suppose. Uh, yep. More than 40 people have been arrested after violent clashes in Sweden between police and people angry at plans by a far, ri- far right group to burn copies of the Quran. Three people were injured on Sunday when officers fired warning shots. The violence was sparked by a series of rallies organized by Danish-Swedish politician Rasmus Paludan. He says he has burned a copy of Islam's holy book and wanted to do it again. Muslims consider the Quran sacred, obviously. Uh, Saudi Arabia has condemned what it called a deliberate abuse of the holy Quran by some extremists in Sweden. Uh, Iran and Iraq earlier summoned the Swedish ambassador to lodge a protest against this. Uh, on Monday, police said 26 police officers and 14 members of the public had been injured in the violence and more than 20 vehicles had been damaged. So, yeah, around 200 so, people in total have been involved in the violence. So massive. I'm massive. Yeah, I'm very pro uh, freedom of expression, but uh, maybe just don't do this. Well, the, uh, the thing about freedom of speech, freedom of expression, uh, it comes with consequences. Yes, you can say, uh, I hate... You can walk up to Brock Lesnar and say, I hate your uh, your penis tattoo on your chest. Mm-hmm. But there are consequences that he might punch you in the face, right? <laughs> like, there's freedom of speech, but that doesn't mean it doesn't come without consequences. Yep. So yes, you can say you're going to burn the Quran. That doesn't mean people aren't going to be yeah. mad about it, right? And definitely, you can also burn the Quran. Yeah. 
Because he did, he did burn it. Well, he said he did previously, and then they were going to do it again, but what I understand right. is that they, they never actually got around to doing it. The violence happened before the, that, so... Oh. Because he says yeah. he has burned a copy, and he wanted to do it again. Right, okay. Okay, so. okay. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, no, uh, uh, I saw some pictures from Sweden, and it looks like... It looks awful. Uh, it's like... That's pictures I, I, I usually, like, watch from uh, United States with looting and violence in the street and things like that. And it's like, oh, it's next door. It seems that it these like, far-right people, uh, it seems like the Quran is affecting them a lot to the point where mm. they need to burn it. Like, how is it, how is it affecting your life so much that you need to go around burning it, right? So, hmm. Yeah. I would love to see a Mormon riot if someone burned the Book of Mormon. <laughs> They're all in, in their, their in their suits and backpacks. <laughs> suits and backpacks. <laughs> Standing there. Right. Condemning you. Yeah. Uh, some very sad uh, news. Judge sends Assange exes, uh, extradition decision to the US government. And, uh, well, I don't know if you know this, but... Uh, U.S. government, uh, U.K. government, sorry, is awful. I don't know if you know that or not. Uh, well, it seems like a combination of the U.K. and U.S., so I think either one you said there would have been would have been fine. <laughs> right. <is> correct. <laughs> but a honest. British judge on Wednesday formally approved the extradition of Julian Assange to the U.S. to face yeah. spying charges. The case will go... To the British Interior Minister for a decision, uh, though the WikiLeaks founder still has some legal avenues of appeal. The order, which brings an end to a years-long extradition battle, comes after the UK Supreme Court last month refused Assange's permission to appeal in a lower court. District Judge Paul Goldspring issued in the court in a brief hearing at Westminster Magistrate Court as Assange watched by video link. Uh... Home Secretary Parit Patel will now decide whether to grant the extradition. The mu this move does not exhaust the legal options for Assange. Uh, his lawyers have four weeks to make submissions to Patel and can also seek to appeal uh, the High Court's decision. So, yeah, that's not going to happen. She's uh, she's what I would call an awful, awful woman. Uh, okay. As a, as a part of an awful, awful system where they have an awful, awful prime minister with an awful, awful haircut. It says the British authorities uh, to extradite Assange are going to extradite Assange so he can stand trial for 17 charges of espionage and one charge of computer misuse. Um, U.S. prosecutors say Assange unlawfully helped Chelsea Manning steal classified diplomatic cables and military files that WikiLeaks later pu published. Okay. Mm -hmm. Which was a good thing, and everybody agrees was a good thing, and yet we're still charging him with it. And again, this is all being done under the Biden administration, so. Talking about things that are done under the Biden administration, I saw some videos of people that I don't want to be friends with. <laughs> being extremely happy when the 
uh, mandate for airlines uh, uh, went away. They just took off their masks and celebrated like it was Happy New Year. I guess, yeah, people... Well, not everybody, because, like, there were lots of videos online circulating of, like, planes and trains. Uh, I guess I'll t talk about it really quick. A federal judge Monday uh, made a decision to strike down the national ma mask mandate for planes, trains, buses, and other forms of public transportation. This quickly led to airlines allowing travelers to ditch them, sometimes even mid-flight. Passengers then posted videos to social media of flight crews announcing the change in mask policy and flight attendants walking the aisles with trash bags uh, collecting dis uh, discarded masks. One flight attendant uh, impromptu did an impromptu song instructing passengers to throw away their masks. Uh, this was showered with applause. Um, I saw that video. Did you see that video? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I was going to say we should watch it, but we've both seen it, so not really that important. But... Uh, it's like a guy, what, just walking down the aisle being like with a trash bag singing kind of an R&B kind of tune to it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. If you're somebody in that situation and you uh, didn't want to take off your mask, you would feel very – you would feel very kind of put in Pushed. a – Yeah, because, every, you know, this guy's – coming over and singing at you holding a trash bag in your face and if mm -hmm. everybody else is doing it yeah what about all the people with immune diseases that has to <laughs> oh take off let's say there was a sick kid with cancer on the flight right or yeah yeah, yeah kid even kids that are below the age of like the uh, that they were available to even get the vaccine also that's a whole uh, like <laughs> not just people with uh and compromised immune systems um and that it just happened the mid-flight thing where it's like nobody was checked nothing was you know there was no like um there's no checks and balances in that situation it's just like oh let's Let's all just take our masks off. Nobody knows who's tested, who's not tested, nothing, right? So. Yeah, I know. I I just, I was thinking to myself, like, oh, this is what mind control does with people. It's like, you, you, you're, you're tricked into, like, a mass hysteria. It's like, uh, oh, take off your masks. Well, go to the... There's a tweet by Rennie Cook, like, in the middle of this article. Do you see it? It's just mm -hmm. a picture. Go to the picture. And you can see, like, a lot of the people here. There's, like, one guy happy behind him, another guy with a thumbs up. But then right behind this guy who looks super happy, there's a dude that does not look so happy with a mask on, like, being like, this is stupid. You see him right there? And yes. there's another lady here. He, he, he's my hero. There's another lady over there in the blue. She's got a mask on looking yeah. like, what the fuck are we doing right now? Are we all, like... Crazy. Right, yeah. is this a school bus of, like, a bunch of middle schoolers? What is happening? <laughs> oh, my hero. It does look like a picture that you would take on your way to a field trip or, like, you know mm. what I mean, on a school bus. That is true. But, yeah, no, uh... I I I I understand why people are so happy, but uh, yeah, 
I I don't. I know. Well, I'm I think going... one thing is me and you are more introverted to a degree. Yes. So I can understand other more extroverted people having a lot harder time with the mask thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but like cheering for it, having it be like this big celebration, it's like, it's just a piece Mm. of cloth guys. Like, yeah. If, if, uh, stores decided you didn't have to wear shoes inside, would you all go cheering about (laughs) it? Uh, that is, uh, the question. Hey, if you were a thief, uh, and you were good at stealing things. Okay. uh, I'm a thief. What is... You're a thief. I'm swiper. Very good. You're a very good at stealing things. What is the least uh, possible thing that you would steal first? The least plot, uh, CERN. The entire, <laughs> the entire CERN. That's that's a good question. <laughs> just uh, the whole thing. Just pick up the building and the, the giant thing. Yeah, move it on. Yeah, I I was thinking of I was thinking of something quite quite big as well. I was thinking of the like seed bank they have in Norway. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What about uh, what about the space station, the Russian space station? That'd be hard. That'd be tough to steal. That's a good one. Yeah. That would take some investment. You'd have to build your own rocket. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, what about the bridge? That would be tough. Also, stealing a bridge. Yeah. 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 Uh, nobody could do that. A gang of thieves stole a 60-foot-long, 550-ton bridge (laughs) in northeastern India for its scrap value, according to the Indian News Agency. I love this. (laughs) Police have arrested eight men, including two government employees. uh, Including two government employees. Okay. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. The thieves stole the bridge and convened... With the SDO, uh, we have recovered one JCB stolen iron channels weighing about 247 kilograms and other material, they said. Mm. Uh, the iron bridge across Arason Canal in Bayar, which was stolen uh, in a state of dis- which was already in a state of disrepair after being out of use since the early 2000s, was dismantled just over. In just over three days. Okay, so this wasn't even a bridge that was being used. It was, like, totally in disrepair. So that makes mm-hmm. me go, mm, okay, but I don't, f- you know, they weren't really even using it, <laughs> right? Yes. I mean, don't you think? True. I mean, it makes it, to me, it's not as big a deal, I guess. Um, but it, uh, that it happened in broad daylight is maybe... Well, I mean, one thing is maybe the people around, they're like, thought, oh, in that bridge, nobody uses it. Maybe the government's coming to just get oh, rid yeah, of it because, true. right? Um, another thing could be that the people didn't even see it happening. I don't know how out in the middle of nowhere this bridge was or anything, but what they should have done was just be like, swiper, no swiping. And they would have, <laughs> it would have stopped them dead in their tracks. That's what we learned from from TV. So. Computer games. Well, and also from computer games, yes. Yes. Both. Um, yeah, no, I, I guess, I guess, uh, do we need all those uh, bridges when Nalens comes and visits us? And... Oh, I'm seeing something here. The government mm-hmm. uh, in the local area in India have decided 
to get rid of all unused bridges. So, okay. Good for them? I guess so that it doesn't get stolen. <laughs> They're like, we'll just get rid of the ones that, that we think might get stolen. Yeah. Hmm, okay. Yeah, no, I, I was making a transition. Uh, right. Saying, Sorry. Maybe we need all, all those bridges when the aliens come and visit us, he said. Because uh, broadcasting's Earth location could provoke an alien invasion, ex-scientists says. Uh, NASA has a plan to beam Earth's location into outer space, and this could provoke an alien attack. Uh, researchers at the U.S. Space Agency have backed broadcasting a message dubbed the Beacon in the Galaxy. This is intended to greet extraterrestrial intelligence. It is an updated form of the Arakabo message broadcast in 1974 for the same purpose. Improvements in digital technology mean that more information can now be broadcast. The proposed new message includes basic mathematics and physical concepts to establish a universal means of communication. It also includes a solar system location relative to major clusters of stars along with uh, digitized depictions of our solar system, Earth service, male and female humans. The message concludes with the invitation for intelligence to respond. But Anders Somberg, a senior official or a senior research fellow at Oxford, uh, warned that sharing such information with intelligent life presents a risk that must be considered. Yeah, what is the risk, though? Uh, although the chance of the message reaching an alien civilization is low, it has such a high impact that you actually need to take uh, it rather seriously. Um, Do I? Many people <laughs> just refuse to take anything related to it seriously, which is a shame because it's important. Okay. Uh, I mean, we, we, we can't be that afraid. I mean... Oh, oh, when they come here, the only way to kill them is by rain. I mean, we all learned that. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah. The main relevant question is the ratio of peaceful to hostile civilizations in the universe. We have a very we have very little evidence about whether this is high or low, and there's no uh, consensus. Given the downside could be much bigger than the upside, this doesn't sound to me like a good situation in which to take active steps towards contact, so. All we need is rain and yodeling. Uh, yeah, and what else? What was the one, what killed them in, uh, what was the, uh, Mars attacks? What killed them in that? Yeah, yodeling. Oh, that was, was yodeling. yodeling, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, scientists, including Stephen Hawking, in the past have warned these messages could be risky. In a documentary in 2010, he pointed out that Earth... Uh, interactions between civilizations on different levels of t technological advance advancement tend to not work out very well for the lesser of the the lesser advanced group. Right. So, in in science, they spray them with water. In Mars attacks, they yodel them. And then there was this. Uh, wasn't there also that you gave them um, a computer virus? It was something like that, and in Independence Day, it was like... Independence Day, yes. It was more like a high-pitched frequency of some type, right? Sneeze at them? That was in <laughs> War of the Worlds? Yeah, and just disease in general, right? Mm-hmm. 
And then we could freeze them, like, in the blob. Was it the blob an alien? I guess it was, yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, come on, look. It wasn't even. Where did the blob come from? I don't It just kind of appeared in that movie. You never see it come down from space or anything. That's true. Do you know another nickname of uh, the blob, by the way? Uh, no. Tucker Carlson. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's uh-huh. pretty true. Uh-huh. I mean, they're similar, uh-huh. uh, uh-huh. shape. They have similar shapes. And intelligence. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, he said, new trailer for his new show is very man- manly because, gosh, we need man- men to be men. Because, uh, the left, the left look are killing man, manhood. Of course they are. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. this is for a documentary. I think already came out, right? But this is the trailer, so let's just check it out. And we'll, we'll see how manly Tucker Carlson is. I mean, he's. If I think of man, that's the first thing I think of is Tucker Carlson. Yeah. Uh, Him and the Pillsbury <laughs> Doughboy. They're like. When I think manly men, Pillsbury Doughboy, Tucker Carlson, they're like on the same level. <laughs> Alex Jones. <laughs> yeah, and Trump. They're all kind of got that doughy, that doughy thing going on. <laughs> so sexy. Okay, uh, playing in three, two, one, go. Oh, this sounds like seventies porn music. Why is there seventies porn music playing? Because it is seventies. There's a man music. throwing a spear. It's apparently the Liver King. Okay, we got men Greco-Roman wrestling now with each other with their shirts off. It's very manly. In the current year of the cycle continues. This man seems to be tanning his ball sack. Oh my god, did you hear about that? That's what that was, bro. That's a guy tanning his ball sack. This guy seems to be chopping a tree down. This guy's taking a bath outside? Is taking baths outside manly? I guess so. This guy's drinking... No, that's eggs. Like, Rocky. And this is another... Carson Original presents... (laughs) The End of Men. The End of Men. Okay. Right, okay, so... If you didn't know, that wasn't the real music. That was a uh, that was YMCA that somebody just put over, and I was wondering oh if you God. would notice that that wasn't the real music or not. No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. how are, uh, how ironic is that? <laughs> I didn't even fucking notice. Oh yeah, the real music is like uh, much different. It's funny. like this weird like uh uh. I don't know. It sounds like something you would hear in the, more of a mo- like a movie trailer, but oh, that's funny. For some reason, that song just fits. I don't know why. Mm. It does. Yeah. For some reason, I'm not. I'm not sure why, but it does. Mm-hmm. Do you like hockey? Uh, n- no. No. I remember playing hockey a little bit, like uh, roller hockey, when I was younger. But I, I, don't, I don't like watching hockey. If that's what you mean. Uh. Maybe you're not Canadian enough. Or Swedish. It never they freezes love. here enough to, like, go uh, outside ice skating, so, yeah. It's not really a big thing in Oregon. Well, Trum is going to tell the truth 
about I hate hockey. Hello, this is Trump Trontos Truth. I hate fucking hockey moms. I hate hockey bads too. I hate everything related to sport. I think it's too much focus on sport. When I see the term hockey moms, I don't see parents engaging with the children or happy because of the children doing something. I just see fucking parents who's fucking annoying try to create the dreams through the children that they never succeeded in real life themselves. It's not often about what their kid want, it's all about what your fucking parents want. When I was young, I did a lot of strange things. Football, handball, I tried to experiment something. My father and mother never pushed me. They let me do the fuck that I want. Experiment, try out, and failure. That's fucking what life is fucking all about. But when I see hockey moms like they are a fucking religious fucking cult on TV, and I see American documentaries about these lunatic parents, even if they're hockey moms or they try to push the children into dancing and sport, and like they want the fucking children to be some successful TV star, I get fucking sick. One thing I really hate is like, I'm an ordinary housewife. I'm a fucking hockey mom. Yeah, do you want a fucking medal for that? I don't think it's fucking special. I so-called have conservative values. I appreciate family, blah, blah, blah. You can take your fucking Bible and you can show it to be a fucking bottle. I get fucking frustrated. In the 80s, you had a bitch called Tipper Gore. Yeah, I call her that because she was. She had the hearing about rock music and lyrics like artists like Prince or Twisted Sister and Iron Maiden and Ozzy Osbourne was fucking dangerous. Yeah, even one who's testifying to those hearings, do you know who, who that was? John Denver. Yeah. John fucking Denver. Denver. The man who's saying, I'm leaving on a jet plane. Yeah, and he died in one. But that's the funny part. Always like, so these values have some meaning, that they mean something. I, nobody we should care about it. No, it should not care about it. It should not put people on a high horse just because they have imaginary values. It's a midterm election now in the United States. And I have to see what the candidate in Florida is trying to banning talking about gayness in, in children's school. Well, again, we're going to get fooled. We're going to get fooled because we're not going to vote for the candidate who actually do something. We're going to do vote for the candidate who has so-called the fucking right values. Or we're going to see that fucking conservative shithead full of fucking hockey moms and hockey dads and fat fucking assholes with fucking guns. Yeah, that's how the fucking world is right now. Well, during all this bullshit is a fucking thing going on in Ukraine. I, nobody gives a fucking shit. It's a war there. But people are more in so-called fucking values. What is it with hockey moms? Why do you celebrate those people so much? Why is it why wife, housewives, want to be so fucking engaged in every part of the children's life? Let children be fucking children. Let them succeed. Let them fail. Let them have heartaches. That's what growing up means. That's what you fucking learn. That's how you get fucking adult. You will never get to be an adult 
is the only thing you do is fulfilling your parents' so-called fucking dreams. It's not often I talk about things I hate, but more like things I think annoying. This is fucking things who's fucking annoying me. I'm never gonna celebrate those people. If you wanna be engaged in your children's life, talk to your fucking children, do something with them, work less, live more, teach them values, like consumerism is bullshit. You cannot buy everything you want. You don't have to work 80 hours weeks. Healthcare is good. Take care of the environment. Values like that. Values like giving a shit about other people. If you want to cheer up your children do something, let your children join the Red Cross or something, and Amnesty International. They ban nuclear weapons. Do something for further generations so we can live on this fucking planet. This was Tron with Tron Tells the Truth. Have a fucking nice day. Yes, I say a lot of fuck this time, but I don't give a fuck. Fuck you. Thank you, Tron, as always. Gosh, that man hates hockey. Uh, I mean, I can understand. I think we talked about it a few weeks ago with the Will Smith movie about, like, uh, those sports parents that push it too far to the point where it could mm -hmm. be, like, actual abuse. Yeah. Uh, mm, TV shows. I saw a totally new show nobody has heard of ever. Okay. It's called The Kardashians. It's, it's called The based, Kardashians, yes. The Kardashians. Definitely not based on anything else that you have seen before. It's not like any other show, really. It's brand new mm -hmm. concept. Never been mm -hmm. done before by any other channel. Nope. That would be like one letter and then possibly an exclamation point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is the biggest difference, you think, between the, the one on E and the one on Hulu? Honestly, I haven't watched any of the... Or I hadn't watched any of the one on E since like the first season. But I, as far as oh, I can tell, you. they're almost identical. I mean, other than the fact yeah. that they're all living in separate houses, right? Yeah, that 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 is a big difference, and also uh, nothing, nothing else. Uh, 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 Kanye West is not there as much, I guess. Well, when I watched it back. In whatever the first season, he wasn't there either. So not different for me because I never watched any of the seasons that after they got together. So, oh yeah, that's right. You're one of those that doesn't like keeping up with the Kardashians. I don't really like. I don't like any of those kind of those kind of shows. I've never really no. liked those kind of shows. So, well, uh, as someone that does love those kind of shows. I have to say that uh, this uh, was exactly like uh, the one <laughs> on E. It's, I, I was like, I was, uh, when I was talking, I was talking to my dad about this for some strange reason. And I was like, yeah, the keeping of the, of, uh, yeah, the keeping of the Kardashians is on Hulu now. And I go, no, f sorry, the Kardashians is on Hulu. <laughs> 
I, I, I forgot what it was named, and and on uh, on my Plex server, mm -hmm. it's under under keeping up with the Kardashians. Oh, really? So yes. Oh well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I blame that. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think the show itself, like we said, is not. Any if you like the original show, I guess you're gonna like this. Um, sure. It's very complainy. It seems like their mm, their focus on her being on SNL is they're acting like, oh my god, this is such a huge deal for you, and it's like, uh, is it? Mm -hmm. She's been on TV for the last like twenty years straight. Like I don't being on a sh on SNL, I don't really think is that big of a deal for Kim Kardashian. You know what I mean? Uh, oh my gosh, I'm gonna be on national television. Uh, yeah. you're Kim Kardashian. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's but, uh, kind of just weird. But look, we get to see how she met Pete. That is... I mean, that's the that whole thing, fun. right? And then they... Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then the sex tape, uh, Ro she's suing Roblox, apparently, for something. <laughs> Can I just say that? I was like, Roblox? Like, what the fuck is this? It's so weird. Why then? Why why roadblocks? Of all places to like uh, commercialize porn, why aren't roadblocks? <laughs> is that weird? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, not well. I, there has been kind. Of, I've seen a backlash against roadblocks by parent groups in the last few months actually mm -hmm. i don't know why or whether that's coming out of the whether it's coming out of this or whether this is coming out of that but there has been some backlash against roadblocks just because it's such an open uh server where anybody can kind of create anything bad things get created there mm -hmm. right so uh i do understand that part of it but i kind of think it probably this is all fake i don't know do you think it's fake i don't uh Ooh. i'm not really sure that's that's hard for me. To, I just think it's we yeah. never see the laptop. They never show you what he's looking at. We never see the the what's on there. Mm, mm. They just tell you what it is, and they're like sitting there looking at the laptop, going, "Oh man, Courtney, look at this. I think you're the only one that I understand, but we never see it. So like, I have a, f I don't know, mm. maybe it did exist. Like it maybe because she actually is suing Roblox." So maybe it did exist, but I think this scene of him finding it is fake, if that makes sense. Mm. Or recreated, maybe is a better way to put it. Mm. Well, uh, I'm, of course, going to give this show a 10. No, I'm joking. Um, three? Three. Uh, I'll give it a 2.5. Yeah. Uh, your turn. Uh, the Last Bus. Did you see this? Nope. I guess this came out a while ago. Uh, it's for. Uh, it's like kind of a kids show, except very dark for a kids show. To be honest, it's on Netflix. Okay. Uh, it's about a group of kids. This one kid writes like this super good essay for um, his class, and they're sending it to like this kind of eccentric billionaire, very Elon Musk kind of. Jeff Bezos type uh, billionaire genius guy or whatever. Um, okay. And they go to this convention 
and he shows up as like this huge hologram person and he reveals like this new product that he's selling obviously uh mm-hmm. and, but it turns out that this product is he's going to use it to kill off the human race cuz he believes that the that humans are destroying the earth right uh so these kids have to try to escape this arena that they're kind of stuck in that's and this is a kids show by the way <laughs> um hmm. Kind of dark for a kid show. More maybe uh, mid-teens, not really young kids would like this. I was mm. kind of entertained. The acting's really bad, mostly just because it's a lot of children, child actors. Um, right. The main bad guy is really not great. It's very British. Uh, some of the jokes are actually kind of funny. The action scenes are kind of interesting. But mm. the uh, animations of like the... Robot things are really is really terrible. I don't know. This is very mixed, so I'm gonna give it a four point five. Okay. I like the mu- the music was pretty dope in this too. There was something about the music in this. What was it? Uh, it kind of had like a 1980s video game vibe to it, like or like okay. SNES, uh, like MIDI uh, music. It was kind of cool. Okay. Where where can I find this? It's on Netflix. On Netflix. The okay. Last Bus. Yeah. The Last Bus. Okay. Cool. Uh, what else did I watch? Outer Range. Yeah, let's talk about this. Yeah. Uh, I uh, will say that it is about this farmer that all of a sudden <coughs> finds a hole in his uh, ranch. And uh, it is. It looks like it's uh, like going on forever and ever and ever and ever. It's not huge. It's not like well, it's a pretty big hole. Big. Like it's probably what uh, twenty feet across, circular hole. And Something it, like that. It doesn't really look like it goes on forever, or it's super deep. It has like a mist no. over it that you can't see through. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But I throw some things in it to to find out if uh, if uh, uh, you can hear it hit the bottom. Here, here, by hit the bottom. Yeah. So okay, that is a very interesting point of the po- of of the podcast. So oh, definitely uh, of the of the show. Here's maybe my biggest problem with this show is like it's very soap opera. All the other things. Is very like uh, all the things with his son killing this guy. Right. Okay. Uh, also, like uh, I, I, I think that was a very like soap opera. It me- reminds me a little of Twin Peaks, actually. Um, I, I'm getting Twin Peaks vibes of of this. Well, uh, I, I, I think I might give you a show that it more relates to. That what was it called? Uh. It had three seasons. Indiana, <laughs> the Dome. Oh yeah, I think this yes. show in the Dome are it scares yes. me because I like the beginning of this and the it so correlates to the Dome as far as like the story, mm-hmm. the other storylines, and then mm-hmm. there's this like secret that people don't know about, mm-hmm. uh, and they're all trying to figure out. Um, that I'm scared that the first season is going to be good. Maybe the second season is even be good. But that third season of the Dome was 
such garbage that I'm afraid that oh. this show is going to go the same route. It scares yeah. me, and I don't have any... Yeah. Other than yeah. just, like, they're very similar storylines, I don't have any... And, honestly, kind of similar vibe. They have a similar similar vibe, yeah. Oh, but yeah, yeah. The thing is, I really loved the first two seasons of The Dome, and I really liked oh, yeah. the first two episodes of this, which is all that's out right yeah. now. I'm definitely yeah. going to keep watching it. I don't know about you. Oh, yeah. Uh, I will give it an 8 out of 10 so far. I think I'm right there with you. I think an eight is is pretty spot on. I mean, we'll see where it goes from here, but the first two episodes are very engaging. I want to see what go, goes on with most of the characters. Um. Uh, yeah, most of the characters, at least. <laughs> most of the characters. Right. Yeah. Uh, you your turn. Oh, my turn. Uh, let's talk about hard sell, I guess. Um. Oh. Ugh. I didn't mind this as much as everybody else, apparently. I kind of... <laughs> apparently. Right, everybody... Uh, okay, we have got a thing. Let's go into the article. Uh, new Netflix series earns a rare 0% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, 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 everybody seems to really hate this. I'm going to Rotten Tomatoes. It's got 8 critic ratings, still has 0%, but it has an audience score of 87%. I, I don't know. I... I'm not sure why the critics didn't like it, but to me, it just kind of felt uh, like any other of those crappy mockumentary comedies that we've seen lately. Um, I guess the my guess is the problem people had with it is like it being in a prison for women. Maybe I don't know what did what was your problem with it because I know you didn't like it. Uh, I think the storyline and, and, uh, yeah, the storyline and, uh, the script itself, just, I didn't buy it. That's all. Oh. It's just like, it's, it's well, I mean, it's good. a, it's supposed to be like a show like The Office or something. I don't yeah, think you're I, supposed I to believe it. I didn't like it. I didn't, uh, the, I, I, I almost want to say the acting because... That's the only thing that I liked about it, so I don't. Really I think want the only thing it. I liked about it was the comedy bits. I think the acting mm. wasn't great. I think the concept is incredibly dated, which we've already said. I think we said this a few weeks ago with that other mockumentary sitcom, mm. where we're like, this the concept of this, like the Office, um, Modern Family style sit uh, mockumentary sitcom, is so what ten years ago that it feels yeah. like. Okay, can we move on to something else? Like this is yeah, this is old hat. This is old hat. Yeah, this is it doesn't it doesn't stand the test of time anymore. Even right here, Catherine Tate's prison mockumentary is more awkward relic that than welcome throwback. Her second project is as many months that feels like it slipped through time from two thousand and eight. Right, exactly what I was just right. saying. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the biggest problem with it to me, I guess. Um, but yeah. it was still funny. I thought it was still funny. The acting's not great. Mm-hmm. I'd give it a honest uh, 4.5. Okay. What, that's what about you? More than I. Uh, I gave it a, a 3 or something last week, I think. Oh, you saw it last week. Right, okay. Yeah. I mean, but I guess the big question is, does it deserve a zero? I don't think it deserves a zero. On Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah. No. That seems a little harsh to me. I, I, I think that's a little too too low. Yeah, okay. But uh, that's me. 
let's see what should we do next. Not so pretty, I guess. Yeah, not so pretty. Uh, documentary, uh, four episodes on HBO Max. Uh, it is exposed. Uh, they try to expose the beauty and cosmetic industry. The first one is on makeup. The other one is on on uh, nails. I have to say that I was so freaking bored <laughs> out of this okay. that I fell asleep during the nail episode. That doesn't sound I like I would enjoy it. Really, 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 really didn't like this. It is abysmally boring. It has K.K. Palmer in it as the presenter, and she's not doing a good job. As the presenter? Uh, Maybe I'm confused yeah. as to what this is. How? What does she present? Each topic or uh, something? Each, yeah, each episode, and she's like the voiceover. Oh, weird. Okay. But it's just like, yeah, I very, very boring, very, very trite. Uh, I am going to give this a whooping two look. All right, something that's also probably going to get around to two. Come dance with me on CBS. On CBS. Um, why, Luke? Because it was on CBS. I don't know why. Uh, it's just on, right? <laughs> this is a show about uh, young dancers. So it's like uh, child children under, I don't know, they're probably under 15, all of them. Uh, maybe some of them are even closer to 10. Uh, but they each come to dance with, like, a parent or somebody who's, like, a family member or somebody. They bring an adult uh, who isn't a dancer, and then they have to learn how to dance. Uh, so the adult's learning how to dance. The kid is already a fairly good dancer. And then they have to, like, do a performance together. Uh, this show is put together terribly. Like, the the way it's edited together feels very clunky. Um, I, it feels like they fit... We're trying to fit in a thousand commercial breaks. Um, mm. It felt like the hosts didn't... Mm, I, well, two of the hosts, definitely, they would give, like, criticism of, like, okay, you did great here, you didn't do good here. And then there's this other guy who's just like, that was... Uh, boombastic, fantastic, and then he'd pull out a fan and go, "You brought it," and he wouldn't. That was it. And then he'd give, give a score. He had no like critique <laughs> of their dancing or anything. It was just like, and then he would he would like talk about like their life story because each one you know in these competitions they all have a story. So he would like reference the story more than he would the dancing. Like he didn't in give any input mostly on the dancing. So in that sense, this whole show seems just silly. Uh, I'll give it a, I'll give it a two point five, I guess. Well, since we're talking about amazing TV shows that we saw this week, let's go to Roar. Uh, that is an American anthology series made for Apple Plus. Uh, it's it's the people that are uh, created glow look. Okay. So this this has to be sure uh, be be good, right? Right. Well, Look, I, I right? suppose that last season of Glow wasn't all that great, but <laughs> well, it also has Nicole Kidman in it. Look, so oh. you know what that means. Yeah. 
That means that I have to watch it because I have this stupid rule that I created many years ago that I have to watch anything that has to do with Nicole Kidman. Sure. Uh, okay, so I guess my problem is it, it, it is very drama black comedy in that way and it was sold to me being black comedy. And each story is like how 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 people like navigate through things and and it's it, I liked a lot of them, uh, but some of them were so incredibly bad that I kind of have had to skip them. Uh, it was uh, the Nicole Kidman episode was very good. Uh, I uh, think the episode with Alison Brie was very good, and uh, Five Old Stewart was very good. That's three out of eight episodes that I kind of liked, and I I think that's kind of the problem is that it's it 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 feels very <sighs> made out of nothing, and it feels like it's made on very like tin tin shoe shells it, it, and it doesn't really carry smoothly across some of the installments and uh there's a lot of like talent on screen but there's nothing f for them to do <laughs> and that's kind of like my problem with this okay but i'm going to give it a 5.5 i guess yeah a 5.5 didn't like it, didn't I? Heat it either. Alright, I, I guess I played Cat Burglar. I didn't really watch... I mean, I did watch it. It's got a, a story. Um, it's it's a very funny but story. But it's more of a game. Uh, yeah. So I, I would say I played it. Uh, very si similar to Trivia Quest in the sense that it's a trivia game, but it, in this, Trivia Quest was really bad. I don't know if you played it yet. I did, yeah, yeah. And it was bad, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where Cat Burglar is fun, but it, the questions aren't even in this. Li like Trivia Quest is actual, like sometimes difficult trivia. Cat Burglar is just not. like fun, silly yeah. questions that, like, it's they're brain teasers more than they're like history or geography right. or something like that. Um, and it's got a whole bunch of different. Uh, avenues you can go down you can be right mm -hmm. or wrong and you have three lives so very game oriented um i don't know the, i guess the first time i went through it though i did like get the happy ending with the big car and uh i don't know did you get that ending at all mm -hmm, mm -hmm, okay mm -hmm. and then i tried a couple other times uh i tried once to just like fail everything and so you can just kind of play around with it which is fun i don't know i give this a I'm gonna give it a seven. Um, it's really good. I, I yeah, uh, it's a fun game. I I I enjoy that Netflix is doing these kind of things. I'm wondering how long it is until we're gonna get something that's a little more dark, a little more mm, edgy than you know cartoons mm -hmm. and WWE stuff, right? So. Well, we had uh, Bandersnatch. Yeah, but so. that was so. I'm well. I, I was more re referring to now because they have the game tab. Oh, but yeah. yeah. Bandersnatch was so long ago. They need Bandersnatch too. Yeah. 
Go and look up Bandersnatch if you haven't played it, ladies and gentlemen. It's really, really good. Uh, Autonomy of a Scandal on Netflix. Did you watch this? Oh, yeah, I did. Well, I, I saw two episodes. I'm not watching more than that, but I saw it. <laughs> Why, 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 why is that? Look, is it because it's atrociously bad? Uh, it's just boring. I wouldn't say it's bad. I think the acting was fine. I think the storyline was very soap opera. the The filming of it is very soap opera to the point where, you know, those scenes in soap operas where there's somebody right up to the camera, looking like right past the camera. They'll turn around and they'll start talking, and somebody else is behind them talking in that soap opera. There was a scene literally right out of a soap opera in the show. So it was very soap opera like. So I didn't like that about it. I don't know. Um, what was it about, I guess? Uh, okay, it is about, uh, this couple where the man is having maybe an affair, or maybe he raped someone, or we don't really know. Well, it uh, seems like he definitely had sex with a woman, and then we're not sure if she, he did rape her, or she's lying about him raping her, right? Right. Uh, Sienna Miller is very good in this. I really like Sienna Miller. Sienna Miller is very good in this. <laughs> okay. I like Sienna Miller. Uh, I think the husband is maybe the worst actor I have ever heard of in my entire life. Robert Freund. I haven't seen him in anything else, I'm assuming. But, yeah, it... Uh, Terrible, terrible actor. Uh, but uh, I, I, I agree with you. It's the combination of soap opera and bad acting from everybody but Sienna Miller. Okay. I, I'm, go I'm going to give this a very low three. Uh, I'd probably give it a four. Really, really didn't like this. I just thought it was boring. I, I thought the acting was fine, but the cinematography was soap opera, storyline soap opera, so... Uh, teaser for the movie run still not as bad as one movie I saw this week. Okay. I guess the last mm -hmm. thing I saw was Creature Cases? This was a okay. kids TV sh animated TV show on uh, Netflix. Yeah, on Netflix. Um, I thought this was going to be when I I just looked up like the title, like I was looking up oh, what shows are coming out this week and it said Creature Cases. What would that make you think? Like what kind of show? Uh, uh, creature cases. Uh, maybe about dinosaurs? I don't know. See, I was thinking, yeah, it was going to be some kind of nature show about creatures yeah. and, like, maybe there were sick animals and you ha and it was doctors taking care of that Something like that. Oh, yeah. That could also be, yeah. But no, this is, a like, a kids' TV show uh, about two... Uh, I don't even know what they are. I think one of them is, like, a flying fox and the other one might be a squirrel of some type but they're like okay. superheroes in like an uh in a world where all animals are like anthropomorphic right uh mm. in the first episode they go on a train and s there are snakes on the train fro oh no <laughs> snakes on the train uh and they have to figure out which ones are venomous and which ones are not. And that, so it does kind of teach you about uh, animals, except only 
snakes from Southeast Asia, so I assume this was made in India or something like that, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, of the type of animals. Overall, I don't know the the only good thing about this was the music, so I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna give it a two. Cool. Do you ever see Swimming with Sharks with Kevin Spacey from 1994? No. Uh, well, there is a TV show based on that uh, movie for some fucking reason. Okay. Uh, and uh, <laughs> and uh, also, it comes out of on the most prestigious channel you can ever think of. The Roku channel. Oh, I did see something. I saw. I was like, "Oh, something's coming out on a channel that nobody has or watches." Okay, and it's called Swimming with Sharks. It has Donald Sutherland. I I wonder. I wonder. I wonder how much he got for this. Um, it also has Diane Kruger and uh, Kieran Shipka. I have to say this. Okay. So you, I was thinking to myself when when we were talking about the other show, uh, Autonomy of a Scandal, mm-hmm. that uh, Autonomy of a Scandal was boring and trite. Well, that was before I saw this. Uh, this is worse, believe it or not. But with better acting, how 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 is that possible? Uh, how is okay. it how is it possible to have a manuscript so fucking bad that you you I, I I can't I can't remember the last time I laughed so much of a show in my entire life. It is so weird and it has a very soap opera thing. It's about this this very rich lady. It, it, it's Devil Wears Prada. If Devil's Wear Prada was even more soap opera, and also with uh, Donald Sutherland for some fucking reason. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, no, I I really, really want you to watch this. But I'm giving this a zero. Oh, all right. Yeah. Um... Swimming with sharks. Recommended very hardly. All right, let's... Are we... Anything else? Or are we moving on to Killing It, Episode 1? We are killing it. <laughs> uh, this is just called Pilot. Uh, Craig applies for, for a business loan, but an encounter with an Uber driver changes his life forever. Right. Uh, this is about a this guy so who's kind of down on his luck to a degree. Uh, yeah. He's trying to start a new business, so he needs like startup cash to buy a plot of land, right? To grow mm. berries? Penis berries. Right, uh, and he's trying to get a loan, and he's going there, and his Uber driver on the way to the bank uh, stops and kills a snake, right, a, a python, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then uh, he goes to try to get the loan. He doesn't get the loan, uh, but finds out that like you can make a lot of money killing pythons. So that was kind of the end of episode one, right? And we're gonna move into like him starting to do that in episode two, I would assume. But this was good. I, 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 I laughed a lot. It was very, very funny. It was very, very surreal. I'm very, very happy that we picked this as our, our show to cover because it's very easy to watch. Well, there's two reasons. This, uh, it is easy to watch and it's funny. Uh, 
it's really funny, actually. The I think the Uber driver character is probably even funnier than Craig is mm-hmm. in this. Um, but I think also, uh, what was the, the other one we were going to do possibly was Outer Range, and I yeah. would have not wanted to wait to watch episodes week by week for that because I just want to watch it now. Right, I, I yeah. want to watch episode. If the episode three was out right now, I'd already be watching it. Right. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, um, yeah, there's two reasons I really liked it, watching it. That and it, this is just easy, funny, stupid. It's not like it's a not like a regular sitcom, like you know, uh, with the laugh track or anything. But it is very just much a comedy, uh, silly, fun romp. I don't know. So far, I have nothing negative to say about it. Do you? Uh, no. Other than that, it was a little slow in the beginning. I, I, uh, and I didn't really understand why we needed a whole episode for this. Uh, no. I will give this an eight. I mean, it was slow in the beginning, but that was all just character build-up, getting to know yeah. the main character getting to know the Uber driver and then also meeting his family, which he like, that's a whole other, a whole other side story of this is like him dealing with his uh, kid. So, um, yeah, uh, I give it a 8.5, I guess. Cool. Um, we have some TV news. Uh, Jesse Smollett has a new song out. I have to say that I haven't listened to it. Uh, I guess I knew that he was like a, like he did Broadway stuff, but I didn't know he was like a, like he made music. You know what I mean? I didn't know that either. I knew he like uh, did like plays and sang in play, but that's not like the same as making your own music, right? <laughs> have you listened to this? Uh, no. I don't think we can even, bad? we can't listen to it on the show either, but we can listen to no. it afterwards. Uh... I haven't. I don't know even know where to get it. But it says uh, former Empire actor released "Thank You God" Friday and posted a snippet of the song on Instagram, writing that the new release was a way of channeling these thoughts the best way I know how. Uh, the song's lyrics include Jesse. Jesse. I always want to say Jesse. Jesse singing about the case, saying, "You think I'm stupid enough to kill my reputation just to simply look like a victim? Like it's something fun? Y'all better looks at someone else. You got." the wrong one okay so in the song he's uh, saying he's innocent obviously okay of course we really don't believe that but uh... <laughs> it's just weird that he's cont- like is he delusional or what's going on it- I don't know I think he I think... M- may need to seek some kind of you know therapy possibly it reminds me every time I think about this Justice Millet thing I think about uh, that Oprah Gale uh, interview with uh, R. Kelly. Denial, denial, denial. Oh, well, I think maybe in this case he's told himself this story so many times that he's starting to believe yeah. it, even though it's totally wrong, right? That's why I'm uh, I mean, talking about the- just needs to go find some help, yeah. Yeah. Talking about the Kardashians, uh, I'm going to guess they were very popular in uh, Disneyland this week. 
It says that Disney uh, guests can use Lightning, Lightning Lane or Disney Genie Plus to skip the line, but when they do so, they must pay for the service and will use a separate queue to enter the ride. Recently, it seems that the Kardashians may have skipped the line at Disneyland, and when guests noticed, they were infuriated. Uh, not only did mm. they skip the line, but they also made the other guests wait so they could ride the ride alone. People were pissed. There's a TikTok that got posted about it. Um, you can see them in the teacups here. Just kind of uh, nobody else Why in the teacups. Because they're fucking uh, uh, not good people. <laughs> and, like, they know oh, that there's whoa. all these people standing outside just staring at them, right? You know? Yeah. Like, they know what's going on here. What the fucking morons? <laughs> they just have no, like, concept of, like, that they're not like their privilege does not afford them to do these kind of things that's what i think 30 minutes later at the end of the tiktok it says 30 minutes later it shows him and his baby on the teacups so they were on that ride for 30 minutes oh my god i would be so fucking angry i mean this is just on the same level of kim being like people need to just get off their ass and work all right, Kim. Well, these people paid for to go on this thing. They used money that they worked for to go to Disneyland, and you're like, just cutting in line. So, this is one of those check your privilege moments, I think. So we listened to the Jesse Smollett song, or a little part of it. Oh, was it good, Luke? Well, the Instagram uh, post that he did. Yeah, it was uh, not great. <laughs> Like the it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny that I mentioned R. Kelly just when we were talking about it because right. it re reminded me of uh, driving through the uh, uh, something through the, through the closet or something or whatever. It's whatever. Called. Okay, I don't yeah. know any R. Kelly songs, but uh, yeah, I mean it was very R and B, but the mixing. Sounds like it was very rushed because the vocals are lower than like the background singer. Mm. The lyrics aren't. There's no flow in most of it as far as the the rhyming scheme or anything. Uh, yeah, it's just not a very good song. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> sure was a song. Hey, uh, you should go to oddworldtrial.com/adc. Audibletrial.com slash ADC. What was ADC uh, short for again? L learned. We learned that th this week. Oh, yeah. What was it? Uh, automatic something? Something, yes. But yeah, there's some. It stands for something else. <laughs> uh, you could go to Audible, get a 30 day free trial, uh, get a free book. Uh, even if you cancel, you keep the book, and uh, yeah, I bet you don't cancel. <laughs> I didn't. I'm okay. I'm a slave. I'm a slave for Audible. Uh, let's talk Eurovision, Luke, uh, because you definitely didn't just watch it. Uh, let's go to Malta. Uh, Malta was something. What did you think about Malta? It's pretty standard female vocal eurovision song not a lot special happening here it's fine their voice is good uh it's fine i don't know it's nothing there's nothing really standing out about this song to me what, what do you think no i think emma muscat with with i am what i am 
it's it gives me very much like Sweden last year vibes with like a little like gospel music. Uh, I don't think this will do as uh, bad as everybody thinks it will do. I think this will do pretty good. Uh, it's a very like gospel, nice song with a nice message. I didn't uh, really I get think... gospel out of it. I guess kind of to a degree, but it, yeah. Uh, but uh, it just felt like the lyrics were very uh, easy, very simplistic, very. like rhyming yeah. head with bed. It's like the most obvious, easy rhyme ever in a love song. Yeah, mm. I don't know. You what were you gonna give it? Uh, I will give it a four point five. I probably give it a three point five. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Azerbaijan then with uh, Nadir Rustamili with Fade Black. This is a quite a change up from the last year's Azerbaijan song. Um, <laughs> Very not the same. Uh, yeah, I mean it's a it's a good male vocal song. Uh, what, what did you? Who did you say it reminds you of? You, uh, a James Blunt. It's got a very yeah. It's got a James Blunty a lot yeah, of male vocals vibe. vocalist vibe to it. Yeah, um, the beginning is kind of like mumbling a little bit in the lyrics, mm -hmm. but by the end of it, he's kind of really belting it out. I can see a good uh, stage performance from this guy and as long as they do some like decent lighting it could do all right i don't know i'm gonna put it right in the middle somewhere maybe a six yeah a 5.5 uh but then we come to contracta with in compore sano a song about megan markle's hair and also health care Right, from Serbia. I don't know. Yes, yes, sorry. From Serbia, yes. It, uh... It's weird. Um... It's about, you like, mean the staying you, healthy. You mean... Yeah, you mean the lyrics, What is the secret behind Meghan Markle's healthy hair is weird in the Eurovision song look? Yeah, what could be the secret? <laughs> oh... <laughs> I don't know. What, uh, what is the secret? That she's healthy, I guess? Is that what they're saying? Yes. Okay. And rich. And rich, I guess, yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know the last time I saw Meg. Well, I paid attention to Meghan Merkel's hair, I guess. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the song is weird. I The background vi <laughs> visuals in the screen behind her, I don't know if you noticed that. Yes, but it's also like something out of like uh, Willy Wonka, where they're going through the the tunnel. Uh, the, everything gets uh -huh. all crazy and weird looking. This is supposed to be like creepy and weird. It's got like a weird kind of cult vibe with the guys surrounding mm. her, uh, all in, like in dark in the like silhouette. I guess the stage performance is super in interesting. The song is not that good. <sighs> no, I think I think. If I want to see a woman washing her hands while she's singing, I can find more interesting songs than this. But I am... This is maybe 
I'm very happy that we're ending the Eurovision uh, calendar with this because this is actually the the last time we're recovering Eurovision songs. But I'm very happy that that this is the last one because it's like actually the one that I'm looking forward to see the most live. <laughs> okay. No joke. Because I, I'm, I'm like, I'm curious. What are they going to do? Are they going to do the the culty thing, or are they going to do? I, I didn't show you the music video of this, because the music video of this is a dog jumping on her. <laughs> what? And if you think I'm kidding, I'm not. Okay. <laughs> it is one of the weirdest things, and I really. I really hope we have this in the final because it's so it, it it's so Eurovision and so like everything I want. I'm going to give this a seven, believe it or not. Uh, I I probably give this a uh, probably a four point five. I guess I don't think it's probably going to mm-hmm. go very far. I mean, it's weird, and that's what's interesting about it. I don't know if a lot of p- people voting are going to uh, agree with that, right? Some will. I yeah. just don't think the majority of people are gonna are going to. Well, uh, it could be that we are uh, going to be a little sad, Luke, because uh, both you and me's uh, favorites this year uh, could be not uh, coming to Eurovision. Israel, why is Israel not maybe not coming to Eurovision? Uh, there's a strike by staff at the foreign ministry, which could prevent Israel from participating in this year's Eurovision contest. Uh, foreign ministry employees in Israel and Italy are refusing to handle the necessary security arrangements for Israel's delegation, uh, to be a part of the Eurovision until the strike is over. Okay, so, uh, they're not there there there's some kind of strike happening and the those mm-hmm. are the people that are supposed to set up like all the travel arrangements and everything else yep. for the for the contestants i guess um mm-hmm. how much of this is actually just they know this is a terrible song and they don't want to <laughs> i i i was thinking that when i read this <laughs> i was like hmm how much is this like they being oh fuck. We don't want to be like on the national stage being made fun of. <laughs> fun of. It, it is one of the worst songs this year. Uh, like no no joke. Uh, maybe one of yeah maybe the worst if I think about it. But but it's just like it is abysmal. So I I guess maybe I would be feeling a little like uh, nah. Let's have a strike instead. <laughs> Yeah, or maybe like the strike isn't really affecting it, but they're using it as an excuse, something right. like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. Hey. Uh. The AMC and mobile app for US theaters accepts Dogecoin and other cryptos. Apparently. Uh. <coughs> uh those of you who bought Dogecoin as a joke can use them for movie tickets at AMC, the largest movie theater chain in the U.S. has op- has been openly pro crypto, and the CEO has announced its mobile app will now be accepting Dogecoin, Shiba Inu, and other cryptos. Uh, the names of others newly supported cryptos are yet to be revealed, though. Uh, this is according to TechCrunch. Uh, in a tweet, Iran revealed that customers in the U.S. Only, obviously, can update the latest version of the AMC mobile app to use crypto payments via integration with BitPay. Uh, 
That's weird, mm. but I just, just coming from the, uh, I guess the uh, AMC CEO is just a crypto bro, is what it sounds like. <laughs> uh, a little update on the Rust production. It is find uh, the company that uh, produced it for willful and ser seriously uh, safety val validations. Do you think this will help the case, maybe? Uh, the parents of the lady came with. Oh, against them. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, Baldwin. Uh, the company that produced the ill-fated Rust movie has been slapped with a fine of $136,793 by the New Mexico Occupational Health and Safety Bureau with its willful and serious violation of works, workplace safety procedures. The fine, which is the maximum allowable fine, follows the Bureau's six-month investigation into uh, the shooting, the accidental shooting. Yeah, because I, I was just going to say that doesn't seem like a lot of money. Uh, apparently, that's all they could do, they obviously. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. This is just from the state itself, so uh, this is just, uh, you know, they broke OSHA law or whatever, so they get mm. fined. It has nothing to do with any kind of legal thing against the company or, like, uh, uh, from the family, I guess I should say. Right. Uh, look, are you ready to talk about uh, the Oscar movie that we saw this week? Okay. Well, I don't know what you're talking about, but sure. In Between? Oh, The In Between, right. The In Between, yeah. Holy moly, this is one of the worst movies I've seen in quite a while. Uh, it was not great, uh, and Fro <laughs> Fro had a harder time watching it than me. I think I, I was oh. just kind of like it was bad, but it wasn't like so bad that I was getting angry. Fro was physically getting upset at this movie because oh, yeah, yeah. it was oh yeah, yeah making no, him I, mad. It 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 made me actually angry. Like it it made me physically angry. I yelled at the movie. I was like, <laughs> why, why why are you doing this? So what what is it about, Luke? Because I don't really care. Uh, well, a, <laughs> uh, a young woman named or played by Joey King, uh, mm -hmm. gets well. It's kind of it goes forward and backward in time, but what we find out is she was in a car crash, or there was a car crash, I should say. We're not sure mm -hmm. how the circumstances of it or how it happened or whatever, but we just know that like her boyfriend died in it. Uh, and then we go back in time to when they met, and, like, we see back in time, like, through the movie, them, you know, having a relationship over the summer. And then um, and then it'll go back into the future again and show us the aftermath of the car crash of her being hurt and uh, her dealing with the grief of him dying. Uh, and then at some point, it all turns into, like, a sci-fi thing uh, about... This woman tells her about the in-between where, uh, I guess, ghosts go, you know, kind of like, what is it called? The pur purgatory, right? Purgatory, yeah. Uh, and so she's she and her friend are trying to find purgatory because this ghost is trying to get a hold of her, right? Yeah. That is the movie. Uh, it's also very unsure if it's trying to be a horror movie at some point. 
it's got horror that's... movie sounds going on in certain yeah. parts, and there is a ghost involved, so that's very <laughs> horror movie like. But it is a, lo a romantic comedy. Uh, it's kind of comedic. It's not really that funny. It's more of a romance, a sci-fi romance, maybe. Sure. But yeah, no, the acting is uh, atrocious. The manuscript is atrocious. I, 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 I really didn't like this movie. <laughs> uh, there were, was one spot where we both went, okay, that's kind of cool. Yes. Uh, she goes into like an abandoned building and she's looking into a mirror and the mm -hmm. whole room like goes inception style and turns sideways and she starts cool. yeah, yeah and she starts to go towards walking towards the mirror on the ceiling and like that whole thing yeah. that special effects in that part were good the special effects were good so there's a <laughs> the special effects was good so there's right a there. there's a good thing about it so I'll, i don't know i'd give this all in all probably a uh, uh probably a 3 well i I'm, it's not going to surprise you that this is getting a 1 but uh, it it's getting a one because of that ghost scene. I like that one ghost scene. <laughs> it was just the special effects, even like the acting in it wasn't even that great. It was the special no. effects that made it cool. Yeah, <clears throat> I saw actually I saw this last week, but I forgot to talk about it. Uh, mm. All the old knives. Um, it's got Lawrence Fishburne, Chris Pine, Thandie Newton in it. Mm -hmm. um, it's about uh, what. Uh, is he CIA, FBI, something? There's like a mole in in some intelligence agency, and this guy has to root it out. And Thandie Newton works with him um, to try to find out who uh, gave up information on these. I think uh, here we go. It's CIA. Uh, give up information on these agents, which got a bunch of people killed. And so it's like mm. a mystery thing about like the intelligence agencies. It's very, like, pro-CIA thing happening here. Um, I don't know. It wasn't that great. I'd probably give it a... I'll give it a 4.5, I guess. The action was cool. still pretty good. The acting's decent, but the storyline is kind of... Eh, I don't really care. Uh, I saw a small independent little movie that you had never heard about. The Batman. Have you heard about that? The Batman. Ooh. Yeah, I've heard the of, of the Batman. Uh, going into this, I I kind of was thinking, oh no, is this going to be another Joker where everybody loves it but me? Um, <laughs> because everybody loves Joker but me. Um, I liked Batman. I didn't love Batman. I think Robert Pattinson is very good as Batman. Okay. I think and the circus is very good as as uh, uh, Alfred. I think Kravitz is very good as Batwoman. Uh, I think the Riddler was very interesting. Uh, Colin Farrell was so un. Uh, I didn't recognize him. Uh, there's so. There's so much going right for this movie that I don't really know why. I don't know really why it didn't hit me emotionally, but it just didn't. Okay. Uh, that doesn't mean that it's bad by any mean. It just means that I, I kind of was. Uh, I was 
I was excited to see it and I wasn't bored or anything, but I, I can't give it like super high score. I will give it a 7.4. I think that's more than, yeah, that's an okay score. All right. I mean, yeah. it's really long. That's what I saw from it. It's like three hours long, so. Yeah, it didn't feel like three hours. Okay. Yeah. I saw the three five five, which I think you saw earlier this year. Mm-hmm. You did. Okay. Uh, it's a movie about the uh, intelligence agencies coming together to like battle uh, a group of people who are trying to buy a drive that can what hack into any system, uh, which can be used to whatever, like take over planes, take over cities, countries, whatever. Um, it's got Jessica Chastain and Penelope Cruz and who else, a bunch of other people in it. Uh, this is also like just weirdly pro like CIA pro MI five. You know what I mean? It's like this weird, Mm. almost made by the intelligence agencies movie, like propaganda or something almost. Um, the storyline's really bad. The acting is pretty terrible. The action scenes, I guess, are okay uh, in certain parts, but the storyline is just seriously broken in this film. I give it a, I give it a three. Uh, the last thing I saw was Shoes or Die. I know that you also saw that. I did. But, uh, I did see this. Go ahead. Uh, did you see anything else? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Do you want me to do that first? Yeah, do that first. Okay. I saw C for me. uh, Okay. Which came out early this year. I think it came out in February, I want to say. It was one of the movies... uh, Oh, January. It was one of the movies that when we saw... When we did, like, movies we want to see, I was like, oh, I want to see that one. Um, Mm. It's got uh, Skylar Davenport, Jessica Parker, and Kim Coates, who you would know. He's from... uh, uh, that motorcycle show. He was one of the guys in that. Uh, Sons of Anarchy. Oh, Sons of Anarchy, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about a blind woman who ca- is cat sitting for like a rich uh, family that are on okay. vacation. And she uh, is staying there alone. Uh, and somebody comes to break into the house to break into a safe, obviously because this is a very rich family, they have a safe full of money, Mm -hmm. these people are trying to break in, she's blind, but she also has, like, an app uh, that connects to a real person that can, like, see for her, and that's why it's called Mm. See For Me, so she's got this person on her cell phone who's, like, walking her around the house trying to keep uh, keep her away from the burglars, and then in the end she has to use the phone to, like, fight off the burglars, obviously. Mm. Um, So, it's interesting because it's like uh, she's she's like an avatar being like moved around by this other person uh, who's trying to save her. Uh, very cool, very fun concept for a movie. The acting is a little eh, not great, maybe, but the the action is very good and everything about it is pretty good. I'm gonna give it a seven. Cool. Yeah, the only that negative like. is the acting, and I think you personally, Fro, would probably really enjoy it. Yeah, it sounds like a movie for me. Yeah, it's a thriller, action thriller movie. Yeah. Well, uh, Choose or Die was a movie on Netflix that Luke saw that uh, he said uh, that I should watch. Uh, This is 
about two friends that uh, gets uh, well, they're looking to like cartridges of of uh, of 1980s games. Somebody, this guy like has a thing where people like either donate or he goes and like buys up lots of old games, right? Right. And uh, they find this mysterious game from the 1980s called Choose or Die, and uh, and it has a, a it has a prize like a cash prize thing on it to like you yes. beat the game you win a certain amount of money or whatever. This is good. I didn't think I was going to to like this as much as I did. Really good acting and very cool. I really like the concept of this movie. It's so cool. Yeah, I'm, some of the special effects are a little silly. Um, like the the part where the uh, VHS tapes flying out of his mouth—that made me mm. just kind of laugh. Not made me go, <laughs> you know. I, it's supposed to make you go, "Oh my god, that's so terrible!" But it made me just giggle because it was so silly looking. Which I don't think was what they were going for, but it's still kind right. of uh, how it how it looked. Um, the acting, I think, was me, good. Yeah. It reminds me of a good Black Mirror episode. It did, yeah, a long good Black Mirror episode. Yeah, I can yes. see that. Um, yeah. Did you say what it was about? It was. It's a. It's about a. Yeah, yes, you did. I did. Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean the. I think the most interesting part of it comes towards the end. It's got a very good. Yes. Uh, kind, kind of wrap up to it. Um, the, the ending is very good. The mess. <laughs> the message of it is a little. Kind of whatever you want it to mean in a way, like yes. how it ends, um, depending on who you are as a person. I, mm -hmm. I think everybody in it did really well. I think the cinematography was very good. The storyline is very intricate. So overall, I'm going to give this a... Uh, uh, what did I give it? I gave it a 8. I'm going to give it a 9. I really loved it. I, I have to say, uh, Yola Evans, she was... Maybe my favorite in this. Uh, I thought some of the side characters, as far as like acting went, could have been better. But I think all the main mm. characters were very, very good in this. Um, yeah. I really, really like the scene towards the end with the family she meets. Oh. In the, yeah, <laughs> that's such a creepy, and the acting so, so good, creepy. and it's so shot, yeah. shot really, yeah. it's shot really creepy, and yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, I really recommend that. And it was, I didn't, it didn't, I didn't, I hadn't heard about this before it came on Netflix either, so. I th well, I think it came out this week, so it's brand new, so yeah. Yeah, cool. Uh, do you want to see the trailer for Father's Stew? Yeah, Mel Gibson movie, so excited. Rocky! Figured it out. Yeah, seventh time's a charm. Okay. This rocky look. This looks like the 70s to you at all? No. This totally looks like. Look at the hair. Uh, I was just going to say it looks like Mark Wahlberg in a bad wig. Oh. I was talking about the ladies' hair, but yeah. How is Mel Gibson still working in Hollywood, by the way? I don't know. Let's not waste either of our time. I think he has another movie out, like, this week also. Or maybe it's next week. 
I thought you was gonna say Hispanic. Where's the war? I'll do it now. I know I'm not what you used to, and not what you deserve either. Life's gonna give you a gut full of reasons to be angry. Okay. You need one to be grateful. Based on, based on a true story. Yeah. Well. Oh, look, the Bible. The Bible is also based on the true story, by the way. I've seen this diner in about a hundred movies. Yeah. And TV shows. Make a huge mistake. Yeah. I'm gonna be a priest. For Halloween. <laughs> that was kind of funny, I guess. <laughs> that was funny. Don't you dare! You're violating my rights. There's a man going around taking names. We've all been wrong, and we've all done some wrong. But he came to forgive. Man, that didn't take long to become a priest. All the same. Well, I hope this movie has a montage, because every movie has a montage. The priest montage? What, is, what would be in a priest montage? Reading the Bible, praying, lighting candles, Yes. walking little old ladies across the street. Mark Wahlberg, Mel Gibson, molesting little kids. My God. <laughs> there is concern amongst the diocese that your infirmity. Oh, what's his name? He's a famous um, MacDonald. Uh, yeah, what's his name? He's a famous British actor. Uh, I can't remember his name either. And it's not in the cast list either. Johnny Cash. Yeah, this song is kind of overpowering the whole rest of the trailer. Very much so. When a man comes around. When a man comes around. Well, you can't say I never gave you nothing. Yeah, I skipped over thanking you. Went straight to the source. Exclusively in movie theaters. Exclusively in movie theaters. Though. It's been a long time since I heard that end to a trailer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like a 90s, 2000s thing too. Exclusively. Chance to get COVID. Uh, what is this Oscar movie all about, Look, uh, Father Stu, when an injury ends his amateur boxing career, Stu Stuart Long moves to LA to find money and fame while scrapping by supermarket Scrapping by as a supermarket clerk, he meets Cameron, a Sunday school teacher who seems immune to his bad boy charm. Determined to win her over, the longtime agnostic starts going to church to impress her. However, a motorcycle ac accident leaves him wondering if he can use his second chance to help others. Uh, this leads him to becoming a Catholic priest. All right. Well, that sound doesn't sound that doesn't sound entertaining to you, Fro. <laughs> sorry. Oh, sorry. Uh, I woke up. It's based on a true story, directed by Rosalind Ross. It's got 7.2 out of 10 on IMDb, 43% on Rotten Tomatoes, 90% of Google users liked it, so the scores are, like, all over the place there. Well, I feel a little sad for Josefina Avilia uh, on Google, because I think she meant to give this movie five stars. Okay. She gave it one star, though. Okay. Uh, great story. An interesting conversation of uh, this person. 
Although it was not expected the final ending, I really enjoyed watching this movie. That doesn't really sound, sound like a one like star. A one star. <laughs> yeah, not really. <laughs> it's just like okay, but uh, Suzanne uh, Doveskis said absolutely the worst movie in two years. I wow, what that other movie was. Uh, yeah, gross insult. Very, that's super specific. Yeah. Two yeah, years. Very. <laughs> in two years. Gross insulting ugly close of of all actors. Left halfway through. And finally <laughs> because this was a little funny. <laughs> Nicholas uh said it wasn't Passion of the Christ. Give it one star. Oh, okay. They were expecting that just because that had Mel Gibson, I guess? Um, I guess so. Let's see. Let's do Kristen Fronden on the on the Facebook. Uh, this mm. movie is such a breath of fresh air. I laughed through the entire first half and cried through the second half. It portrays such a, such a powerful message that it's lacking in today's entertainment. Uh, mm. I, I don't know if that's true um, at all whatsoever. Uh, like there's like seriously a sl like a, a biblical slant on a lot of TV shows and movies I I see, but sure. Uh, Jessica F Lopez says, "A fantastic movie, definitely well made, and you can tell a lot of heart was put into it." But Ron John, oh Ron Johansson says, "Awful, terrible, and manipulative." Okay. Uh, also coming out this week, uh, KGF Chapter 2. Did you see Chapter 1 of this movie, Look, No, I believe it's a Bollywood film, so I, I don't it think... It is. Yeah. In, but, uh, oh my god, listen to this uh, description, it sounds amazing. In a blood-soaked color gold field, Ricky's name strikes fear into his foes. While his allies look up to him, the government sees him as a threat to law and order, and Rocky must battle threats from all sides. Directed by Persson. Uh, it has 9.6 out of 10 on IMDb, 94% on Book My Show. Never ever heard of in my entire life. Uh, I'm going to guess it's something. And also 9.7 on Paytm. What is this? And 97% of Google users like this. What the fuck is going on? Okay. Uh, room 203. Uh, when best friends move into a dark and mysterious apartment, they become convinced that evil spirits haunt their new home. As they investigate the tortured history, they unearth a terrifying past of disappearances, demonic rituals, and possessions. Uh, 4.2 out of 10 on IMDb, 33% on Rotten Tomatoes, 65% of Google users liked it. Not great. Directed by Ben Jagar. That was what uh, movie, Luke? Room 203. Oh, you skipped one, okay. Oh, well that, I, I just looked at it, it says it came out in January, so I just skipped it. Ah, uh, okay, okay. okay. Uh, Paris 13 District, The Lives of Four Adults, Amelia, Camille, 
Nora and Amber, who are friends and sometimes lovers. Sounds like a amazing movie. Uh, 7 out of 10 on MDB, 83% on Rotten Tomatoes, 76% on Metacritics, 71% of Google users liked it, directed by Jux Outland. It is uh, very French, I think. That sounds very French. Um, the Cellar. Kira Wood's daughter mysteriously vanishes, vanishes in the cellar of their new house. She soon discovers there is an ancient and powerful entity controlling their home that she will have to face or risk losing their family's souls forever. That doesn't. That sounds pretty generic, right? Uh, mm-hmm. 30% on Rotten Tomatoes. 5.3 out of 10 on IMDb. 82% of Google users liked it. This has Alicia Cuthbert in it, who I haven't seen in a movie... In a long time. <laughs> well, uh, Fantastic Beasts, uh, The Secret of Dumbledore, Harry Potter. Harry, Harry Potter! Harry Potter! Uh, Professor Albus Dumbledore knows the powerful dark wizard Gellert Grinwald is moving to seize control of the wizarding world. Unable to stop him alone, he entrusts Magasologist New Skakamander to lead an interpreted team of wizards and witches. They soon encounter a ray of all the new beasts as they clash with Grimberworld's growing legion of followers. Directed by David Yates. I actually know who he is. And uh, it has uh, Matt Smickelson, Eddie Remain, Jude Law. A lot of good actors, sadly. Okay, sadly. Uh, to Olivia, tragedy strikes novelist Ron Ronald Dahl and his wife when their young daughter dies in the 1960s. Their shared grief becomes the source of redemption and strength, ultimately leading Dahl to write the renowned classic Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, 6.4 out of 10 on IMDb, 54% on Rotten Tomatoes, 69% of Google users liked it. Directed by John Hay. Um, yeah. It's got Hugh Bonneville in it, believe it or not. Oh. The Tale of King Crab. 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb, 90% on Rotten Tomatoes, 72% on Metacritic, 87% of Google users liked it. What is it about, you ask? Well, in the 19th centuries, a wandering drunkyard in Italy is cast off his village for a crime. He exiled He's exiled to Terra del Fuego, where he searches for the mythical treasure, paying his way towards redemption. Directed by some Italian people, I think. Very much so, yeah. Let's see, anybody... Uh, did you give the scores? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. That looks kind of interesting. Is there... One of these movies you'd rather see over the others, I guess? I really want to see Keg Chapter 1, but I don't think that counts. No. Because you'd have to watch that before you watch the second one, right? Right. Um. It's, it, for me, it's between Room 203 and The Cellar, and they're both so yeah. s- similar plots, similar... Yeah. Scores, but Room 203 has 33% on Rotten Tomatoes. Cellar has 30%. So I'm going to go Room 203, I guess, based on just that. 
Yeah. Uh, two Olivia would be maybe my pick. I don't know. That sounded interesting, like but it. for being a biopic, it's got pretty low. 54% is pretty low. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, next week, we will probably talk of the news. We will do TV movies of the week. No more Eurovision, sad cry cry. When is, uh, when is, it, when is the first round? Uh, ask me in 10 seconds. Okay. Uh, Killing It Episode 2 review. Another digital review of The Bad Guys. That sounds like a movie that's made 6,000 times before. I've seen the trailer for this, so I know what it's about, but you want to guess what it's about? Is it about some bad guys? <laughs> it is. It's a cartoon, actually. I think it's... Oh, uh, it's a cartoon. Okay. It, it, yeah, I think it's... Uh, uh, it's some famous animation studio. I don't remember which one. Okay. Yeah, no, uh, maybe Pixar? It might be Pixar. It could be... Yeah, it's, it's. I think it's either Pixar or something else. I don't remember. Uh, the first semi-final is the 10th of May. All right. I'm going to so. write that down on our, our thing so we have it. May 10th. Yeah. <sighs> And then the second semi-final is 12th, and then the grand final is the 14th. Okay. So that's that. Uh, Jeremy Rand? Jeremy Rand. Uh, yeah, um, I guess start with iDubbbz uh, being on eight, the H3 podcast, I guess. Sure. I found it a little boring, but... Uh, I mean, not a great podcast, this. yeah. No. But it seemed like it was more to promote the event more than anything else. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, I I think I don't like his wife. <laughs> okay. Just just from watching this? or Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't have a problem with either of them. I thought it just felt like... Uh, they they were sticking to this whole thing about the boxing thing, and they kept coming back to it even when, like, they were talking about totally separate things. It would always come back around mm -hmm. to that. It's like their life is so centered around, like, that thing right now that their brains can't focus or talk about anything else. So it made – even when they tried to get off of that, it seemed like they kept ending up back there. And so the podcast – it wasn't a great show, I guess, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Depp uh, has been testifying for two days now, so I watched a lot of that. I saw some clips. Like, it was one of the... YouTube actually recommended the live stream of it to me, like, on my actual recommended page, which I don't understand why oh. they did that, because it's not like I've been paying attention to it, but it's that right. big of... big a deal right now in America that it's on, on even my recommended, right? So... Um, yeah, what happened with it, everything, I, I saw some clips of, the clip that I saw mostly was him testifying, which was weird. Yeah, yeah, uh, talking about his drug problems and things like that, so, uh, it was kind of sad and also like, yeah, good, so, it's weird. Uh, what else? It, it, it's been Easter. Oh, yeah, uh, Easter. Feel, 
Did you feel the Easter some? I didn't really do anything on Easter, no. Um, I talked to somebody. Like, in my area, they have kind of like a local... What do you call it? Um, Easter get-together. What do you call it? Like an Easter celebration. There you go. Like, sure. you know, potluck, and then they have, like, an Easter hunt or whatever, Easter egg hunt for kids and things like that. And, like, somebody I was talking to was kind of like, people are not really into doing it as much anymore or whatever. And I'm like, well, number one, we just came out of a pandemic. Number two, I feel like kids nowadays aren't as interested in that kind of thing. And I feel like uh, parents aren't as religious, especially in America, nowadays mm. so like the easter easter isn't really like a religious celebration for most people it's just like a holiday right yeah mm. Mm -hmm. but i do think there is like a less uh emphasis on it nowadays than when i was younger or it seems like it oh definitely here as well it's like it it was almost like nothing this year it felt like I I I feel like Norway is getting more and more atheistic or agnostic or something, right? Sure, maybe. Yeah. I mean, isn't That's, your like the isn't Catholicism like the state religion there, right? Uh no, uh it's a Lutheran. Lutheran. Oh, okay. I I knew there was some one religion, yeah. Yeah. So, but uh yeah. Uh, I don't really have anything for Jeremy around. I've been so busy with other things. I've I've played a lot of uh, of uh, uh, games on my PlayStation, things like that. Just been busy. Yeah, I've I've also like the first part of the week. I was soup like every day was like booked front to back, like front to back. And then mm. the last two days, I've done nothing but just chill and hang out, which I've has been really nice. Like yesterday. All I did was just hang out and get caught up on, like, YouTube videos, watching, like, uh, you know, a couple of weeks worth of random stuff, uh, lots of good Mythical Morning, and a lot of Oompaville videos. <laughs> did you see that he posted an hour and a half long TikTok video? No, I didn't. Yeah, that's, it's not good. <laughs> and he even, like, kind no. of, even in later videos was like, that was a mistake. I think it was a... Mm, a test to see if it would work, you know, that kind of thing. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that's everything from my side of town. Yeah, no, I can't really think of anything else, uh, big, so, um... Are you up to doing this next week? What we can do, do this next that? week if you want. Uh, as long yeah. as the things happen in the news, which I have a feeling things will happen... Uh, to be talked about, and TV shows will also ha happen. So I think we're good. We can do this next okay. week. Yeah. Okay, let's do this next week. All right. Uh, goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, bye, everybody. Another, di another digital, another digital citizen. 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 Another digital citizen.